Before we get started, we have a quick question. Does your school have a good mentoring program for new teachers? Does it support administrators who run the program, train and support mentors in how to best help new teachers, and support new teachers by answering their questions and helping them to meet their biggest challenges? We've mentored many new teachers and we've had lots of conversations with the new teachers crying in their cars after school. That's why we created the New Teacher Navigator. We have everything that your school needs to run a successful mentoring program. It's online and very affordable. If you or someone in your school or district is interested, check out our program at inspiredtogetherlearning.com or send us an email and we'll follow up. We'd love to help you support the next generation of teachers. The future of education depends on it. And now we hope you enjoyed today's episode. The fear of criticism can be a powerful deterrent in our lives. Do you have a fear of failure? Are you afraid to let your real ideas and preferences be known? Do your fears of what people will think ever hold you back from living the life that you want to live? If any of those are true, you might have a fear of criticism. Today, we're talking about how to cope with and conquer criticism. Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles that you face on a daily basis. Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school? Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve. Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. I will start this episode today because I have often struggled with criticism. And I'm not even talking about actual criticism. I'm even talking about worrying about the possibility of being criticized before it has even happened. Fear of criticism is a powerful thing because criticism doesn't even actually have to occur for the fear to set in. Just the memory of a past criticism or the potential that people will not like or understand us can be enough to shut us down. I've struggled with this for a lot of years and I've actually overcome it to a great extent. I still feel sometimes sensitive about criticism, but I've also learned how to cope with it. Hopefully we can share some ideas with you today from our own wisdom on this topic and the things that have happened to us. I'm guessing that many people also share that fear of criticism. Nobody likes to be criticized, but some people have a really particularly strong fear around it. It's interesting because I feel like I worry about criticism much more professionally than I do personally. I can take criticism about my house, for example. I'm not a good decorator. Michelle does my decorating for me. Thank you, Michelle. And if I put something out and people are like, what were you thinking on that? Or what were you trying to do? I'm like, oh, I forgot to ask Michelle. Sorry, I tried to decorate on my own. That doesn't bother me at all. But professional criticism hits me really hard. That is much more hurtful for me. And for some people, it's the exact opposite. They aren't hurt about professional criticism, but can get really hurt about personal criticism. A lot of people have perhaps a perfectionism, especially at work, but maybe in other areas of their life as well. They're very perfectionist. They want to do everything perfectly, dot all the I's, cross all the T's, on time, in order, everything done perfectly. Sometimes the reason for that is they want to be above reproach. They don't want to be criticized. So you work really hard to do things perfectly, which sometimes is fine. And sometimes that is 
a struggle and it's very wearing on you. It can be exhausting. It also can prevent criticism because you've done it perfectly. Who can possibly critique that? But there's a cost to that and there's a time and place for that. People will often say, I have a fear of failure. But according to thought leader and marketing guru Seth Godin, people aren't afraid of failure. What we're really afraid of is criticism. We're choosing not to try new things or launch new initiatives or say something remarkable or audacious because we worry that we're going to be called out for it. We're worried that someone is going to hate our ideas. People don't like to be laughed at or feel foolish if somebody remarks on something that we have done. I think he's on to something. It's less about fear of failure. It's more about fear of criticism. I agree. And I also think early experiences with that can have lasting effects. I'll give you an example of my daughter when she was eight years old. She wanted a pair of tennis shoes that was bright, shiny, yellow vinyl. And she loved them. She put them on. She danced around in the store and she was quite excited about them. So we bought the tennis shoes and they looked so cute with her jeans. And she was wearing a sunny yellow striped shirt. She marched off to school that day so proud in her new outfit. She came home that day in tears. She was 10 minutes out the door and onto the school bus when someone told her that she had duck feet and she looked like a duck. She was devastated. No amount of cajoling or reassurance that the boy was just a third grade jerk with no fashion sense could ever convince her to wear those shoes again. She never touched them again. Taking a fashion risk was a painful lesson in conformity for her. And it was so strong that my third grade daughter, it, it left an indelible mark on her for the rest of her life. She has a fear of being laughed at. It has influenced her clothing choices since then. She learned choose clothes that were safe. Wear what everybody else is wearing. Don't wear yellow vinyl shiny shoes. That's really sad to me that an experience like that can have so much effect on your life. But that's how much we dislike being criticized and how powerfully that can affect us. It's why we're afraid to step out of the box and put new ideas in the world or express our true feelings. You might have experienced something like that. Maybe it changed your future behaviors. Fortunately, people can overcome that fear of criticism. Let's look at some of the issues around the fear of criticism and how we can overcome that. First of all, fear of criticism keeps you from sharing your ideas. Think about this. Have you ever been in a class or a workplace situation where somebody answered a question or gave an idea and it was immediately shot down? Chances are that you learned from that environment not to speak up because you don't want to be the person who gets knocked down as well. Holding back is sometimes safer than opening yourself up to that potential criticism that might come. It's sad because we don't give our full genius to the world then. We're holding back so we don't get crushed. Yeah, we don't want to be told that's a stupid idea or that will never work. You've heard those things. You've heard that kind of, of information and it sort of makes you think, oh, well, what's the point? Why should I even bother with this idea? They're just going to tell me they tried it and it'll never work. And that's a safe choice. But it also keeps those ideas from getting into the world. The next time you're finding yourself at home or at work hesitating to speak, take a few minutes to answer these questions for yourself. Could my ideas offer something of value? If you're thinking them, there is something there. So you should let it out to the world. Not everything's going to stick. That's okay. Also ask, what's lost if I don't speak up? If it matters, it's worth sharing your idea. Ask, what if they don't like my ideas? You know what? If people don't like your ideas, 
that's okay. You can't please everybody. If they're questioning your ideas, you know that they heard you. You know you said something that stirred something in them that was worth remarking on. And finally, you can ask, what is the worst that could happen if I speak up? You might find that the worst thing that could happen is somebody's going to disagree with you or not like your ideas. And if that's the case, could you live with that? Usually the answer is yes, you could. Sometimes we overthink that. We think if I speak up and they don't like my idea, the world will end. And it's probably never going to end. It's going to be okay. Think about that. What's the worst could possibly happen? That works well with the next idea that we have too. You might be a person that worries about what other people think. This likely comes from something someone has said to you in the past when you were a child, maybe. It was meant as a reproach. It was meant as a way to stop you from doing or say something. What will people think? You may even have used that phrase yourself. I have an example of this that taught me I don't have to worry about what will people think because I always worried about it. My mother used to say that a lot. You're going to wear that? What will people think? You're going to act like that? What will people think? When we bought our first house, I wanted to paint the dining room navy blue. Everyone thought I was crazy. And more than once, the phrase, what will people think, popped into my head. What if others hated it and they think I have no taste? And what if they laugh at me? It would have been easier to play safe and paint my dining room white than to paint it navy blue. But I wanted it to be navy blue for some reason, and I felt strongly about it. So I found the courage somehow to go with my navy blue walls. I thought, well, I could always paint it white if everyone laughs and people talk about me. I loved my navy blue dining room. And when we went to sell the house a couple of years later, the realtor told me I had to paint it white. He said, no one will buy a house with a navy blue dining room. It turns out they did. I refused to paint the dining room. We had multiple offers. Everyone commented on my beautiful dining room. The person who bought the house even told me that she loved the navy blue in the dining room and she didn't repaint it. The expected criticism, what will people think, never appeared. That gave me the confidence to trust my decisions and not worry about what will people think. Ask yourself, what will people think? Do you really care what they think? Sometimes the answer to that should be no. Too often we're worrying about people that we don't even know. What will they think? Have you ever put on a clean shirt to go to the grocery store because you're going to see people? What will they think? We both have done that. really care what the cashier thinks of my shirt. I really don't. But why do we worry about that? It's very liberating if you can just say, I don't really care what other people think. What other people think, honestly, is none of our business. It's what they think. It's not ours to hold. That's an audacious and bold statement. And you might disagree with us, but it takes a lot of confidence and letting go of worrying about what other people think. After all, you cannot control what is going on in their mind. Who cares what they think? It's none of our business. When you think about that, it is really kind of your ego to think that you can influence what people think because that's their head, not yours. I think about the time I wasted when I was younger worrying about what other people thought of me. The prime example of a little age and wisdom and having been around the block a bit that I don't worry about that anymore. When I was younger, that was a huge thing for me. What will people think? What will they think of me? I've learned to let it go. Also, something we need to let go is our own worst critic, because sometimes the criticism is coming from ourselves. External critics aren't our only worry. Many of us also have a really strong inner critic that is running rampant inside our head, spilling out all kinds of things that we do not need to tell ourselves. Our inner critic is responsible sometimes from stopping us from doing many of the things we want to do. 
It's easy to stop yourself from doing something. Well, what if it doesn't work out? What if I don't get this position? What if they think I'm a narcissistic raving lunatic? <laughs> what if, what if, what if, what if, right? Ask yourself, what benefits will you get from whatever it is that you're so afraid of? The benefits outweigh the risk? Give it a chance. This is just one of those things, too, that you can talk yourself out of everything. We've talked about this before, but if you're the list maker, write yourself a list of pros and cons. Here's what would happen if I did this. Here's what could go wrong. Here's what could go right. Question is sometimes, well, what if it doesn't work? Bigger question is, but what if it does? Tell that bully in your head to go away. Then commit, believe, and go all in. We don't need to be our own worst critics. Another idea is to reframe criticism as feedback. Sometimes what we perceive as criticism is meant to help us, not to reprimand us. I worry about this with students all the time. We've also talked about this on previous episodes, but I give a lot of feedback. And it's not meant as criticism. I give a lot of feedback because I want people to look at it and learn from it and grow from it. So there's a challenge, I think, to listen to feedback without becoming angry or defensive. Even if you don't agree with the feedback or you didn't ask for it, it might be an opportunity for growth or development. You can always ask yourself, what can I learn? As teachers, I think it's really important to put ourselves into the shoes of our students. We are giving students feedback all day, every day, which they could easily interpret as criticism. Sometimes when people are giving us feedback, we take it as criticism. Think of how much feedback kids get in a day, how much they could take in as criticism. We don't mean it to be that way, but maybe that's their perception. Maybe it's just your perception that this is criticism. Maybe it's feedback to make you better. We need to give ourselves the same expectations that we have for our students, that this is something we can learn from potentially. And then what do we do with that? This is sort of the silver lining. The silver lining to criticism is maybe I can learn something from this and do something better. If you haven't checked out our silver lining episode, it was our last episode. So you might want to go back and check that one out. Another way of dealing with criticism and conquering it is to stop taking everything so personally. It is really easy to take criticism to heart. Feels like a personal attack. It can bruise our ego and it feels so threatening. But sometimes that criticism isn't about you. You don't always know what someone's going through. You don't know if they've had a bad day or if they need to vent or if they're really upset about something. You get a curt email from the principal that might mean that she is super busy, not that she's upset with you. Or your friend didn't text you right back? Well, maybe she's not mad at you. She just hasn't seen it or she was interrupted before responding. Maybe she was in the shower. Don't take it so personally. This is a good reminder that when you read an email or read a text that might have you upset, your first instinct might be to take it personally. But if you can step back and reread it from a different perspective, could they have said this jokingly? Could they have said this in a way that was just meant to help not to be criticism? Maybe they were just off offering a suggestion. I know that I need to do that many times when I read emails. I read emails multiple times before I send and after I receive if I feel like I'm taking something personally, because it's really easy to take something personally, then you can become defensive. And that's what we want to avoid. Our final suggestion is to discern if the criticism is worth your time and energy. Listen to it or read it if it's written criticism and then decide, is this really true? Is it valid? Is it helpful? 
And honestly, is this meant for my improvement? Sometimes people just criticize to criticize. If there's no truth in it, if it's not helpful to you, and if it's not meant for you to be a better person, then you can just let it go. But if it is, you can act on it. Sometimes there are people who will say something to you, criticize you in some way, because it will make them feel better about themselves. If I put you down, I will feel better about myself. And again, it's not about you and it's probably not worth your time and energy. We probably all have had examples of being criticized for something that we didn't do, or the criticism is unfounded because there are other extenuating circumstances that someone didn't know something about. So you always have to consider the source, consider the perspective of that person, consider your own perspective, and you get to make those decisions. If this is valid criticism, great. Learn from it, act on it. And if it's not valid, you know, like in Frozen, let it go, let it go. Criticism is definitely a part of life. It is not going away, whether it's our own internal critic or the critics outside of us. We hope this episode has helped you to see that you can conquer criticism. It doesn't have to control you. You can control it. We leave you with this quote today from Aristotle. There is only one way to avoid criticism. Do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. That's no way to live. Instead, dare to be above average, original, and unique. And our recap today, fear of criticism can cause us to hold ourselves back and play small. When you avoid doing things that potentially cause you to be criticized, you are also withholding something of value from the world. Use criticism as an opportunity for learning and recognize that it is not always about you. You can conquer fear of criticism. In true teacher fashion, we always end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to think the next time you encounter criticism. Is it worth listening to? Can you grow from it or can you let it go? Don't let that fear of criticism hold you back. We won't be grading your homework, but we'd love to hear how it's going. So reach out to us through our email, our social media channels, or our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com. In closing, don't forget that you can always access all of the podcast episodes and all the show notes, as well as hundreds of other articles about teaching life and home life. You can find them on our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.